This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from the record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin. We've got a jam-packed episode for you guys. We're going to do a regular four-quarter format as always. In the first quarter, we're going to uh, recap some uh, fun basketball tournament action and talk some uh, um, other recap stuff, including some bowling here in the first quarter. In the second quarter, we're joined by new Trier girls basketball coach Terry Rogers as they're uh, another successful grow uh, the game tournament uh, uh, spearheaded by uh, Terry. So we'll hear from her about that and how new Trier uh, did at that tournament. In the third quarter, we play Way or Nowhere, weekly guessing game, where uh, Joe and I argue or agree upon some stuff. And then in the fourth quarter, we preview the upcoming week of sports. Um, we've got one sport going into the playoffs, and uh, we're heading down the final stretch for a couple other sports as well. So, um, I mean, time's moving fast. We're already almost in the middle of January, so uh, uh, the winter season is going fast. So uh, we'll get you all previewed up on that part as well. Just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Give us a nice little review. We always appreciate it. And make sure you spread the word um, at all these different events that you're at uh, these upcoming weeks. All right, let's jump on in here in the first quarter. And uh, Joe, I'm going to bring you in where um, I know you got a chance to uh, catch up and take in some really good uh, girls basketball over the weekend at the Grill the Game Tournament. Um, I know Nutrier obviously had some uh, strong performances, but um, a really cool tournament where um, you kind of got to focus on, you know, women in basketball, uh, coaches, the players, the um, the officials, just a really cool tournament um, put together, especially spearheaded by uh, Terry Rogers. Yeah, you know, she's one of the co-founders and uh, um, she's very passionate and very involved in its uh, not only development, but continued growth. And it is uh growing grow the game you know it's hard writing stories on grow the game without using the word growth over and over but um it's up to 34 teams this year i think it was around 27 28 last year and that was up from 12 in its first year so it just keeps moving up and she tells me that um you know a lot of people want to get involved and some people are some uh, basketball um leaders are, are starting it in their own communities and other states as well it's just a very cool event it's a it's a wonderful mission um and just celebrating and honoring um highlighting uh women in basketball players coaches as well as officials um it's it's a it's a wonderful community and obviously um women's basketball in illinois is really good um and at the university of illinois by the way uh having a landmark season down there in champagne for women's basketball um but it's cool. I, I really enjoy this mission. I, I love the way they do it and the participation and seeing all the the, the unique uh, matchups that we get in other, a lot of men's tournaments, but um, in women's tournaments, uh, it's good to see too. You should get that in the Kip Hoop Fest too, which is coming up. Um, both great events, but this one's specifically focused on women in the game and um, its growth. And, uh, you know, let's, you know, it's an underrepresented sport, especially in basketball, kind of men take the, lead and the coverage both in the media and uh promotion and things like that and um, reputation um locally and, and nationally so but women's basketball is pretty good here too so it's cool that we get to highlight that um and i got to take some of it in i, I showed up for the 
um, to catch New Trier, and I also got to catch a little bit of Highland Park. It, it was played at multiple sites. Um, so I saw at Lions on LaGrange, New Trier taking on Mother McCauley. Mother McCauley is very good. They've got this freshman point guard. I'm totally not going to remember her name now. Um, I had it over the weekend. But anyway, she is so good, and she's a freshman. She has vision like I haven't seen in a long time. So uh, keep an eye on that. But Mother McCauley's good, and um, they were running it up on New Trier. Um, and I thought Nutria was in big trouble, of course, but uh, Nutria went had an 18 to five uh, third quarter um, to their advantage to tie the game. And the fourth quarter, Mother McCauley basically made their free throws, and Nutria didn't. Um, Nutria missed nine free throws in the fourth quarter, um, so they took the victory. But a good basketball game, and I think in the championship bracket, we had a team from Georgia. I believe they're the reigning state champions in their in their division in Georgia. They won the tournament, Norcross, former Macaulay coach, and um, they took down St. Ignatius, who's a very good program too. So Lions was also in the tournament, Trinity in the shootout. We had Barrington, we had Stevenson. Um, so just really good talent across um, the board here, um, all led by female coaches um, and, of course, female players. So great event. It was good to see Nutrier. They are definitely in a better place than they were when we saw them um, early in the season. Um, and especially they went through that lull after they lost Cela Klein to a wrist injury, um, really struggling. And then they've been growing since then. They look good, and they're going to get Cela Klein back. So uh, I don't think they're going to be a fun six seed or seven seed to play in the postseason. Yeah, let's look in more into Nutrier. Um, obviously started the tournament off with uh, 55 to 47 um, loss to St. Ignatius on Thursday on the first day of the tournament. Um, then they uh, came back and uh, took care of Payton pretty easily, 60-21, to 21, um, and then battled back against Mother McCauley, eventually losing 54-48. to 48. But um, obviously you want to win those games. But like you mentioned earlier, Joe, with what we saw earlier um, with the way that how Nutria was playing, um, you have to be really encouraged by what you're seeing, especially battling Ignatius and Mother McCauley um, as tough as they did. Yeah, and, and their defense, once their defense um and uh gets going, it's it's formidable. Like it's tough to penetrate and uh they're they're long in a lot of spots and they're athletic. Um so that really helps run the defense and turn that in offense, and that's kind of what they did in the third quarter. And like I said, they have had to play without one of their perimeter um scoring playmakers and Cela Klein, and they've kind of filled those gaps with athletic uh, high IQ, good defenders like uh, Joel Joel Grief Graf. I can't pronounce it. It's G R I E F F. Um, might be Grief, but um, and Aaron Floyd in those positions, and their post player um, Reese Leahy really has come into her own as a presence in the middle. Like you got to guard her, you got to man up with her, which kind of opens the floor for other people like their star Rachel Zacks on the perimeter, who can do both inside outside scoring. She's kind of just a threat all over the floor. Um, so that was good. Um, Leahy had a great third quarter. She had nine points and six rebounds, really sparked that comeback on the offensive end. Um, and, uh, so yeah, they just got, uh, you know, other than they've got a, a steady point guard in, uh, KJ Sicaro and, uh, kind of that star standout, um, in Rachel Zacks and their role players have really just kind of rose, uh, risen to the challenge. So, uh, they're in a good place right now. And I think they're going to kind of keep, they might get some, you know, upset wins in this very tough CSL in the second half of that uh, schedule. But like I said, by the postseason, they're going to be a tough out. 
There's an interesting quote in your story about the tournament and make sure you guys are checking that out at the record northshore.org where late he talked about how, you know, they're kind of sick of losing and, you know, with wall they've experienced this year and um, how that kind of motivate them. Have you kind of seen the rejuvenated Nutrier team just kind of being like, man, we're, you know, we're a better team than we've been playing. And obviously they've had to overcome injuries and that kind of stuff, but did it kind of seem like a team that kind of has like a chip on its shoulder and like, it's kind of be like, we're better than our record says that we are. I think so. I think definitely. And, um, you know, coach Roger was telling me after they had a tough loss, she didn't point out which one, but they, they lost three straight in the CSL. Um, and by significant margins, GBN, GBS, and Maine South, I think were the three. And, uh, they, they weren't particularly close in any of those games and Nutria is not really used to that. And, uh, after that, they started winning. I think they got a couple in a row, then a loss, then I think five in a row um, before the tournament started. Um, so they were kind of playing with that, like you said, chip on the shoulder. And you really saw that renewed or revitalization in that third quarter. Their energy just kind of hit a new level from where it was in the first two quarters. They were playing fine, but McCauley was outplaying them. And then that third quarter, uh, it was – they were just uh, – that aggressiveness and that passion on the floor, that energy, uh, you know, permeated throughout the lineup and they just kind of forced their way back into the game. So if they're going to play with that kind of will, um, they're going to be tough to beat. They just got to put it together for four quarters. Um, But I have been seeing that. And Leahy was talking specifically about kind of getting worked in those first two quarters against McCauley and the, the very start of the third. And then, yeah, she said she just got sick of losing and was really, not only was she getting shots up, but she was offensive rebounding um, and defensive rebounding, but really just getting her team second chance opportunities and putting the ball in the basket. So uh, you could tell she was playing with a little extra in that third quarter. All right, we'll hear more about the New Trier girls basketball team, both in the second and third quarter. Um, why don't we move on to the New Trier boys who had a good weekend picking up uh, um, wins over Niles West, 77 to 43, and Hinsdale South, 80 to 48. Um, just kind of felt like business wins, Joe, where you just kind of take care of business. And um, especially with you, when you got uh, Maine South coming up, they're six and nine and a Lumiere blue on Monday before taking on GBS uh, toward the end of the month. Um, it's good to see that new uh, cheer is able to, you know, kind of take care of business and uh, not really mess around against teams that it should be able to control against. Yeah. And that's what you want to see. Um, you want to keep them playing at a high level. I really think they are like we talked about last week, even though they took two losses at, um, and two games they could have won great opponents, but winnable games losses that can sometimes, you know, that can wear on you, um, weigh on you, I should say a little bit and, uh, maybe your confidence, but, um, they look strong in those games. Um, I guess, um, they got a lot of shooters on that team. So shooters are kind of known to, you know, shoot or shoot. So, um, they kept it going, and now we got another weekend of kind of um, teams that they should beat, and then we get into GBS on the following week. And GBN, are they in the same week? I think they might be in the same week. GBS is on the 27th. Okay, GBN's on the 20th. So GBN just lost to um, GBS in a great game. Um, so they got a couple weeks after they played Maine South on Friday where they got the GBs. Two very good teams. Um, and those are kind of the leaders right now in the CSL. So um, I think – I don't know if New Cheers lost in the CSL, right? Uh, so, not yet, no. Yeah, yeah. Not so, but they have not, no. they're, they're in the seat right now, but they've got some tough games coming up. So um, got to stay sharp. Got to stay sharp for those games because 
Uh, GBN is a conference champion caliber team, and so is GBS, and they're playing their best basketball at the right time. So um, those games are coming up, should stay sharp, and it looks like they are. Sticking with the boys' games, Loyola uh, had a pretty good, uh, you know, week here now uh, since uh, coming back from Florida. Um, they beat Leo on Friday, forty-four to twenty-seven. OPRF Oak Park River Forest, forty-seven to thirty-five on Saturday, and then beat St. Lawrence on Tuesday, fifty to thirty-five. Um, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Some um, good wins to kind of get this team back on track, Joe. Um, after a, a, a fairly good uh, performance in Florida. Yeah, kind of keeping that train rolling um, after I think they were uh, against tough opponents. They were probably around nine and four or nine and five, which is a good record, not a great record. But I think now they're up to like 14 and five or maybe yeah, 15 and five. five. So that's, uh, you know, they're 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 playing sharp, too. I think they have their football guys back and ingrained um, the Andrew Hollerich's and uh, PJ Hayes um, in there, worked in the lineup, um, good role players. Hollerich is scoring for them, which they need a boost to to kind of back up your Miles Bolins, um, who's who's probably averaged in the past, you know, during this little win streak here. I think he's probably close to the twenties, um, so he's playing really well for them as a, he's a junior. Um, and uh, yeah, they're they're a good basketball team. So uh, again, I think now they got and brother Rice might be next or Mount Carmel. And now we're getting into the teeth that CCL St. Lawrence was a good win, um, but now we got the real Bulldogs there of the of the CSL or the CCL. Yeah, we'll preview those matchups more in the third and fourth quarter. But for the Loyola girls team, um, kind of a ho hum weekend, you know, taking care of business against Sandberg, fifty six to thirty two, um, and Northside Prep, uh, fifty six to twenty five. Um, kind of felt like, uh, you know, other than the grow the game tournament, kind of felt just like. Uh, a business week for all our other teams who are just kind of able to take care of uh, games and uh, you not really cause any drama, just pick up wins where they needed to. Yeah. Post break um, schedule was a little light for, uh, you know, Nutria boys, Loyola boys and Loyola girls. And they took care of business that you still got to play the games. Um, and they did, and they collected those victories. Um, and, you know, similar to Nutria, Loyola girls better stay sharp. They got um, some games coming up. They got the, Jesuit Cup on Friday with San Ignatius, a very good team that finished second in Grow the Game, and um, um, yeah, we got a, you got they got another shootout with a shootout game on Martin Luther King, which is Monday um, against uh, Lincoln Way Central. We always puts a pretty good um, team on the floor, but um, yeah, look for them. I mean, Loyola is really good. Loyola girls, um, look for them to kind of keep this going. They're not going to lose too many games this year, and um, we'll see what they. What the, Macaulay was their one loss in conference so far. I think they'll get another shot at Macaulay, which I'm sure they're they're really got circled on the schedule. Yeah, I'm sure that's definitely going to be on the track there. But before we get there, um, they'll have uh, some more big games to look forward to, and we'll preview that in the third or fourth quarter. Um, last thing in the first quarter before we move on to Terry in the second quarter, um, big uh, performance from the New Chair Boys Bowling Team, Joe. Um, I know they won the conference as we are heading into the playoffs. Yeah, Nutria boys, they uh, picked up the conference title. Um, so, you know, kudos to them as a team. I believe they had number two and number five in the individual rankings. I think it was, I'm going to, I'm Charlie Hayden, I, I believe finished second um, for them. And, and I can't think of the, who finished fifth. Sorry about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> hard not to make a bowling pun, but they got things rolling going into the, the postseason <laughs> here. 
um, in the regional and, and they got aspirations of making it to state. So it looks like they're bowling's a momentum sport. So it feels like they're going in the right direction here. Yeah, definitely always good to get that going. It's always fun. Um, when the bowling playoffs start, always good to kind of get the postseason uh, momentum going with those sports. All right, let's move on over now to the second quarter where we're joined by New Cheer Girls basketball coach Terry Rogers. We obviously talked about Terry and uh, the Grow the Game uh, tournament in the first quarter. Um, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with Terry. What are the folks at home going here? Yeah, we talked about both the game, um, the close loss to uh, Macaulay, as well as the tournament shootout as a whole, Grow the Game. Um, so you're kind of going to hear about New Trier's, uh growth over the season as a team um and you're going to hear about how uh what grow the game has done and why it's important all right let's take a listen was that the story of it did you feel like you were right there with them yeah, other than that right there um he's really proud of the kids how they came back um you know i think we're playing really well you know we, we had a really bad game about a month ago and when we think about that game and where we are now the progress that they've made has just been awesome so just really really proud of the the um, the improvement we've made um has been awesome so turn it in the right direction and feel really good about where we are right now so just yeah. some moments that you know just kind of kill us and uh, but that you know macaulay's a good team they mm -hmm. hit some great shots and so um, you know, we, you know, just string a few more things together and, you know, we win these games. So we'll get there. And their point guard's fun to watch. Oh my gosh. She's like a freshman. She's a, vision. She's a freshman? Oh goodness. I know. Um, yeah. What was it in that third quarter? What got into your guys? I mean, defense, it seems yeah, to spark I, a lot I mean, of offense. Definitely, definitely defense. Um, you know, I thought we did a much better job defensively. We talked at halftime that we were just a hair slow. Uh, we were reacting a little bit instead of anticipating, so I thought we did a much better job of, of being being there on the catch, um, and that disrupted them a lot. We got our hands out, we got some deflections, um, and you know Reese Reese was awesome in that third quarter, um, really you know wanting the ball and getting some good looks down there, uh, which op then opened up everybody else, you know, and so um, you know that's. You know, even if she doesn't score down there, just the fact that she had scored really drew attention, yeah. opened up our outside a little bit for Rachel, uh, and, and it opened up some driving lanes for Rachel because they wouldn't leave her then, and so Rachel was able to finish. Um, so, uh, yeah, just really, really pleased with uh, Haley Thompson came in and gave us some good minutes there. Um, we don't often go too close, but they did. Okay. Thank you. Good luck with that. Um, yeah, so just, uh, yeah, um, yeah, did we you don't guys often go to post, but they did a nice job of adjusting to that, and um, so it was good. Um, yeah, rebounded well. As I said, we're trending in the right direction. I really like what we're doing, so. Was it a concentration to get it into Reese, or did she just... Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. A little bit of both. You know, we talked to her about really posting up in there and being strong and, you know, wanting the ball. And, um, you know, our kids star and founder. And, um, yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a conversation with that. And what was it, the turnaround? Because it did seem, you know, you even mentioned it, went through a little lull. And then even though you've taken some losses to some good teams, it's like 
I haven't seen them. So the scores, I'm like, they seem like they're playing pretty well. Yeah, it? we are. I think we're playing really well. Um, like I said, we just got to get over the hump and beat one of these good teams. And, uh, but we're close. So, and, you know, we, we don't have Celia Klein. Um, she's still out with an injury. So, you know, getting her back will be, will be fun. Anything that sparked this turnaround? Um, you know, I think it was just we, we sat down, we talked to, we talked a lot about what we're trying to do offensively, um, and it kind of got ourselves in a little bit better place on the offensive end. Um, you know, it just really was about you know sitting down and, and having conversations about what who we want to be, what we want to do. Um, uh, you know, just being a little bit more. You know, I, I think we, we put. We've done a better job of putting the kids in, in situations where they can, um, you know, they're a little bit more confident. So, um, and that's been helpful. You know, trying to help them find, uh, you know, playing to their strengths. Um, you know, that's that's the goal of coaching is to get your kids to, to play to their strengths. And so, you know, we kind of had a game plan coming in with Sela, and you know, with her out, it I think we just took us a little bit to try to figure out who we needed to be uh, without her. Um, and so, you know, we, we figured it out. So we're, fi we're figuring it out. Um, so. What about this tournament? Uh, Love it. I think it's the most, right? Yeah. Up to 30 teams. plus teams, 34. Teams. Um, I mean, I, I, the, 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 women, this is, the women coaches that, I, that are coaching here are some of the best in the state. So it's just so fun to see them highlighted. And, um, they're just great coaches, great people. Um, so it's it's awesome just to, to celebrate them and highlight them and the officiating crews getting them out there um, and you know honoring and celebrating them and celebrating all the girls. It's it's, uh, it's been awesome. It's one of the best things that I've been a part of in my career. Is this kind of match your vision that you guys had when you brainstormed yeah, it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, we we wanted. Uh, you know, first it was kind of just a tournament idea, and then it, it was so well received, and so many people wanted to be a part of it that we we kind of abandoned that. We still have the tournament, but we wanted to to be more inclusive, and and we got the shootout going, and and that's just really taken off. I mean, there's you know so many of the games are shootout games. Right. Uh, we have eight teams in the tournament, but um, you know the shootout games are phenomenal. We had, I mean, over at, at North Central today, we had some great games. Thank you, as always, to Terry for always joining us. Always appreciate her joining our show and always appreciate all the coaches and players who join the show. Um, always great to get insight from them. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. Joe and I argue, agree upon five propositions that I send out. Um, if we agree, we say Way. If we don't agree, we say No Way. Uh, we're going to stick with basketball here to start things off. Uh, Loyola boys and girls will play St. Ignatius on Friday as part of the Jesuit Cup. I think that game is going to be at Loyola on Friday. Um, Joe, way or no way that Loyola boys uh, can pick up kind of a statement win against St. Ignatius on Friday? I'd say yes. I think this is the one. Um, St. Ignatius is a good team. They've been hanging around the top 10 all year in Illinois, and deservedly so. Um, they picked off Nutria early in the season, so this is clearly a good team. But I think the way Loyola is playing, this is going to be uh, – they're going to be really pumped. Um, obviously, for the Jesuit Cup, so is St. Ignatius. Uh, but um, I think they're ready for this matchup. I think their defense plays on any court and against any team, and I think they've gained enough offense to – pull off a little upset here and I think they do I think they pull it off 
I, I'm I'm kind of close on this one. I want to say, from what I've seen from San Ignatius so far, I feel like they've been kind of up and down, and you know they still are kind of learning. Um, they got a fairly young team um, that's just really talented. Um, so normally, I think I would say no, but I I, I think I'll say way. Uh, just with Loyola having an experienced team, just with the way Loyola runs its defense. Um, I'm very curious to see how, you know, what Loyola's defensive plans are against uh, um, two guys. And that's, you know, Justin Scott, obviously the best um, football uh, prospect out of the state of Illinois in 2023, he's, uh, 2024. Um, he's obviously a huge presence at center. So I'm curious to see how the Ramblers are able to stop him. Um, but I'm also curious to see how do you stop Phoenix Gill? I mean, obviously, um, with the athleticism that he has and that kind of stuff. I'm very curious to see how that Loyola defense stops him. Um, so um, that'll be really interesting, but I think I'll go with way here. I think just with the Loyola defense and how coach Tom Levitino has that defense humming, especially with an experienced group this year. Um, I think I'll go with way that, you know, they have the possibility of picking up a win on Friday and getting um, a statement win there. We're going to jump back to Nutria Girls for the second question. Joe, way or no way you're encouraged um, that with what you saw from the Nutria Girls basketball team that uh, they can play some spoiler and make a deep postseason run? Relatively deep, yes. So I'll say way. Um, now, the way this team has been playing, what I think the biggest question mark is how quickly they can get Cela Klein, who uh, was one of their kind of, you know, three-headed monsters going into the season. Um and uh, gonna, you know, a standout for them. How can they get her, that her back in the rotation smoothly with a team that's been playing well together without her? Um, obviously, you get that talent on the floor as soon as you can. Um, and, but uh, I hope they can they can kind of get that smoothed out. Um, not too many kings, um, but I think they got pieces there that that should scare you, especially if their defense is playing well. Um, they're going to have multiple people who can score the basketball and a lot of athleticism on the floor um, that can rile up anybody. So, um, yeah, I think they can play spoiler relatively deep run. I really, it's going to be really tough for this team to be a sectional contender, uh, but I think they could pick off a regional maybe. Yeah, I think I'll go with way there, especially because I figure um, seedings haven't come out yet. They'll, those will probably come out in a couple of weeks, but um, from what we've seen from them, they'll probably be like a mid-seed um, somewhere around there. So, I mean, with the talent that they have in the seeding, they could potentially, you know, upset some teams and teams that maybe they don't, you know, many people might overlook and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I I definitely will go with the way there, um, how far they can go. I mean, I'm not going to predict a super sectional or anything like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if you can, you know, win a few games, maybe win a regional and make some noise there. All right, uh, we're going to jump to the Nutria boys basketball team. We mentioned this a little bit earlier about um, Nutria's hot start to the CSL South. Um, way or no way, Joe, you think that the South is for the Trevians to take? Way, way. I think they're the favorites. You know, taking down GBS once was, uh, one, the, you know, kind of the first big hurdle. Um, so they kind of – I think that's their main competition. I do think they – are a more complete team than GBN. That doesn't mean GBN can't, can be, can't beat them. I think it's really close right in there at the top. Um, I think all three have an edge on Evanston um, right now, although Evanston plays spoiler. They're kind of lurking right there. They're, they're a quality team that can spoil some of those games down the stretch. But, um, you know, I think, you know, you beat GBN next week, you're really sitting in a really good spot um, going into the kind of the second half um, 
of the CSL schedule. So uh, I think it's there for the taking. They're in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think I'll go with way there as well. I think with what we've seen from this new cheer team, how you know how well they compete against other talents of the state. I mean, obviously, I know they um, had a couple losses at Pontiac, but um, those are good losses, I would say. So I think I, I think from what we've seen from them and what we've seen from GBS and GBN, um, they're definitely probably in the Catford seat, and they're definitely going to uh, um, pretty much control their own destiny here. And um, essentially, you know, you just got to keep on playing the way you've played and. I think that uh, Nutri will be able to take back um, the CSL South. All right, we've got uh, Nutri uh, boys swimming. They've been doing well so far this season. Competed at some invites and controlling the CSL. Uh, Joe, way or no way, uh, you think that this Nutri boys swimming team um, is the favorite for a uh, conference title? Yeah, I think so. Um... I'll say way. I think they're favorite for a conference title. I think they're, um, I don't know. Likely is not the right word. They, they have a ceiling of a uh, of a state trophy. Uh, I think that's who they are. They're still young, in some spots, but I think they can get you know sit in third, maybe up to second. I don't know if they have a state championship in them yet. Um, still a lot of youth there, um, but this is a good team. They were fifth last year with a ton of youth. And I think they kind of can improve upon that last year with time of the state tournament. So yeah, in the conference, I still they I still think they have the upper hand. I think I'll go with way there as well. And I think the tricky thing about the CSL is that most of the CSL teams are teams that probably will be fish, finishing in the top ten in the state. So it's we've seen in the past where you got a GBS or a GBN winning the CSL, um, and that doesn't mean that Nutria was having a bad season. It just means that those teams are also good. So. I think with the way things are shaping out so far this year, I think they'll probably um, are the favorites and will probably win it. But um, I, I, based on the talent that we know that the CSL has when it comes to both boys swimming and girls swimming, um, even if they don't win it, I don't think that means that their season is a failure or anything like that. I think that actually means that um, that can be good, that they're pretty well tested and will be ready uh, for sectionals and for the state meet. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got our final way or no way question here. We're going to jump back to Loyola and talk about Loyola girls basketball. Um, Joe, you watched St. Ignatius uh, finish second at the Grow the Game tournament this past weekend. Um, way or no way that Loyola can pick up a win uh, finally against one of the state's best? I think they can, yes. I, I think these two teams are going to be pretty evenly matched. Um, and like I said, that, that defense of Loyola is such an equalizer um, that's going to keep them in any game. Now, can they score enough is going to be the big question. Um, I haven't seen Loyola since early in the season, so I look forward to seeing them, not Friday, but Monday they're they're in a shootout that I'm looking forward to. But um, it, I'm interested to see how their role players have evolved since then. Um, we know Paige Angles and Kelsey Langston are kind of the two standouts in that um, starting lineup. Um, I'm sure the freshmen have progressed, but – um, I think they, they're going to want a little more scoring as the season goes on. So um, we'll see if that comes to fruition. I think it's certainly a possibility. I think we're going to have a great basketball game Friday night. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think I'll go with Way as well. I think uh, um, you've seen some good stuff from them. And I think uh, you want them to pick up this win mostly because you think that, you know, they have it in them. They just, their two losses are against the really great teams and they've shown that they can beat good teams as well. So um, I'll definitely go with the Way there as well. And, um, think that they're able to do it uh, this time. 
All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we got some preview action here um, in this final fourth quarter. And um, Joe, we've got assignments out for um, both uh, boys and girls basketball. Um, we were kind of talking about, you know, Nutria making a run in the postseason, that kind of stuff. And um, let's start things off here with the girls um, sectional where Nutria is going to be hosting the girls sectional in class 4A. Um, obviously, Loyola and Nutria are there together. Um, GBS and GBN are in there. Evanston is in there. Uh, Lane Tech, Lincoln Park, and Taft are in their main west, um, is in that uh, uh, sectional as well. So um, it should be a fairly interesting sectional that I would think that Loyola would probably be the top seed in, unless maybe Evanston might get them there. Uh, yeah, or, or, you know, GBS is having a really nice year. Um, I think they're like 15 and three. Um, or something like that. And they, they won their Christmas tournament. Um, I can't remember who, uh, where that was. Um, but uh, so they're good. GBN's pretty good too. I think, I think you're looking at those three as the top three from, from the list you gave me and uh, Nutria probably out of, out of six, maybe a five um, from, from the sound of it. Um, so um it's going to be some good basketball, maybe a little top heavy, but um, some good basketball at the top of that. I'm excited to see those matchups. I don't know if Loyola plays GBS or GBN in a non-con game before then or not. I don't think so. They do play GBS on the 24th. There we go. That's going to be a that should be interesting. I don't know if the you know our stance on this whether the seeds will be out before that game even happens. So if that might not even matter, I don't know when the um seeds come out but i'm sure that'll definitely be an interesting game um you know when it comes to deciding on who's the number one seed in the area yeah it should and uh they're i think they're both put up resumes so far it'd be nice if uh either one collects kind of a marquee win um and we'll see if they can they got time we're only about halfway through Loyola and Ignatius play against each other both boys and girls but talking about the girls just what what do you expect to kind of see there um, on Friday and just what do you feel like the Ramblers kind of need to do in order to pick up that win against one of the state's better teams? Yeah, I I, I just really think that it's going to be a, a tight one. And so I want, I, I, I want, of course, um, look for the Ramblers. Um, I'd like to see them score the basketball just more, but, you know, more diversity in that. And I think um, they're going to need to down the stretch, you know, uh, Ignatius put up almost 60 against uh, a good team from Georgia, Norcross, in the championship game of the Grow the Game. Um, so they can score. They're a good team. They've, they've played a lot of tough uh, opponents so far. Um, but, uh, you know, Loyola's got a schedule too. So I think this is just a really good matchup. I just would like to see a, a more evolved offensive game from Loyola. And, and they're, they're working in freshmen. Um, so I know that they've been working on that all season long. I just want to see it. We've got um, some assignments also out for the boys. Nutria will also be hosting um, that sectional. Nutria is hosting that sectional. Are they hosting that at the Northfield campus then? Yeah. Yeah. All their basketball play at North. In fact, I, I believe that's why Grow the Game couldn't be at, like Nutria couldn't host it this year because of kind of the conflicts going on with some boys basketball. Gotcha. Um, well, Nutria and Loyola will both also be in the Nutria sectional. Get there. You got GBS um, in that sectional, GBN in that sectional, Evanston in that sectional. So 
um, Rolling Meadows is in that sectional as well. So um, Schomburg is in that um, one as well. So um, kind of how we talked about with the girls, but um, that is a pretty top heavy uh, sectional right there where any of those teams really could compete with for a chance to go down to Champaign. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, Rolling Meadows is the favorite there. I still think, you know, Nutrier clipped them, um, but that was the Ian Brown 12 three-pointers game. Uh, I think outside of that, and not that you can remove those points, but um, Rolling Meadows looked pretty good, and they were missing somebody. So I think Rolling Meadows has got the inside track on that top seed. Um, you're looking at probably Nutrier too, and GBS and GBN, right? Yeah, I think you're looking at them too, and 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 Loyola three, four, five, and Evanston right there too. I I don't know which way it's going to go. We're going to find out a lot in the next few weeks. Um, but GBS is playing some good basketball. And GBN hasn't stopped playing good basketball. And they might have, you know, it's a rivalry game with GBS. So it's a thing like if Evanson beats Nutrier, how much, like last year, you can't really knock Nutrier down too much. There's a lot of emotion in that game and everybody comes to play. So I, I kind of give that the same, give the GBS-GBN rivalry the same sort of treatment. Um, I don't take too much away from GBN. I want to see what Nutrier can do against them. Um, and that game is uh, next Friday, so look forward to that. But um, that one through five, one through six, is uh, they're all very good basketball teams. What uh, we talked about a little bit in the third quarter in a way or no way, but Loyola and St. Ignatius boys basketball, um, that should be a really interesting matchup for a team for Ignatius who really likes to you know move the ball offensively and um, has a lot of skill positions there for playing against a team like Loyola who um, – obviously is pretty well known about um, how staunchy its defense it is, but it has also kind of shown that it can score the ball. I mean, they've scored 50, 47, 44, 56, um, 57 uh, points in their last, uh, um, what is that, last uh, five five out of their last six games. So um, they've shown their ability to be able to score, and it's just pretty much how much can the defense limit St. Ignatius into what it can do offensively. Yeah, I mean, if they if they score in the 50s, they're winning this game um, because I don't expect them to give up that many points. Um, even to Ignatius, who, like you said, is tough on the offensive end and, and uh, diverse in how they can score. They can get you inside, and they've got uh, talent athleticism on the perimeter. It's a good team. Um, I like St. Ignatius, but also, like you said, um, they're growing a little bit. They're, they're young, um, um, and how's that youth going to handle a very – very stingy defense in Loyola. They just don't give you much to work with. You're going to have to take long possessions and be patient and wait for your shot and then be efficient. So um, I expect a good basketball game. I'm really, I'm really interested to see how Loyola has come along on the offensive end with their um, kind of integrating uh, the football guys. I know I've said that a couple of times, but um, we haven't been back to see them since. So um, I think it's a big boon for them and it should be uh make this game pretty tight. Yeah, I think this defense will be really interesting to see what they can do against the Wolfpack because the least amount of points uh, St. Ignatius has scored this season is 47. Um, the most they have scored, um, based on what I am seeing with the quick peruse, is um, 79 points. They just scored 75 points against Montini, who's 3-15 and 15, uh, yesterday on Tuesday. So, um, I mean, Ignatius lost to Glenbrook North 65 to 57. 
Um, they lost to Bolingbroke 68 to 58. They lost to Lions, a really good Lions team, 66 to 47. So um, they've lost three of their last four games, but um, obviously Ignatius can score. And it's just going to be up to the Loyola defense to really um, slow things down. And maybe that's slowing things down offensively as well. I mean, I don't know. There probably won't be a shot clock at Loyola on Friday. So um, I'm sure Loyola will be moving the ball right around the perimeter and uh, strike when it works best for them. No, there won't, but there will be a shot clock, I believe, at War on the Shore, which is at the end of the month, I think. Oh, interesting. That should be fun. Yeah, it's uh, co-hosted by Loyola, but I think this year they're playing at Evanston, if I'm not wrong, or at least some of the games. Um, Evanston, Nutria, Loyola all play. And I think Loyola plays DePaul or is Nutria. Anyway, it's uh, it's good basketball, very good shootout day, all for a good cause, and there will be a shot clock. Wow, that'll be fun. Um, but what what do you think about the, you know, Loyola offense and how it can kind of move the ball against uh, – I know you we've talked about how you haven't seen them since the beginning of the year, but with what uh, – you know, how Coach Levitino likes to move the ball and that kind of stuff, I mean, what do you kind of feel like offensively you need to do, especially when you got a huge center in the middle of the floor for the Wolfpack like Justin Scott? Well, the, you know – Loyola can kind of score in a, in a, in a variety of ways. Um, and that starts with miles bullet. So they're the juniors, their leading score, like I said, over the past, uh, whatever it is for their winning streak, he's averaging about 18, you know, high teens points per game. He had a good tournament down in Florida. Um, and he has kind of continued it since he's come back. He's, he's tough to stop because he's a great shooter. Um, and he can uh, get you off the bounce if you, if, if you, you know, on, on closeouts, he can attack closeouts. So, um, and then kind of the emergence of some of the other guys like uh, Jimmy Tarjan and um, Andrew Hollerich kind of gives you those secondary scoring options and shooters that you want to put around him. Alex Angro at the point guard can also do a little bit of that, but he, with the emergence of those other guys who can score, I've noticed he's kind of taking a back seat and taking on that more Mr. Do Everything, um, you know, finish the game with six points, six rebounds, six assists, four steals type of thing. Um, and that's an invaluable part of their game too. So um, I think it starts with Miles Boyland, Boland and uh, he has a good game and, uh, you know, Loyola is hard to stop. Hard right, anything to, else? Hard to beat, I should say. Right. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to this upcoming week before we say goodbye? No, we're kind of getting into those um, second half of the winter season, uh, which, you know, uh, playoffs will kind of start dominoing as we get into February. Bowling's first. I think boys, boys bowling, then girls bowling. I want to say gymnastics comes up quick and so does uh, um, swimming. We might have to wait a little while, but it all happens quickly. And we're, we're going to be at a basketball postseason before we can believe it. So uh, just enjoying the the good shootouts. I love all these shootouts in basketball, how they've done that now in the past seems to be a trend over the past 10 years to add these shootouts for the, for the weekends to really get some of the best teams to play each other. Um, the one at DePaul um, this weekend was so good. Um, and I think we have a um, one at Bennett coming up this week. So all great stuff. And uh, I'm excited just to keep track on. So um, follow our coverage, both Mike's and mine. Yeah, we're definitely heading deep into the winter season. So uh, we got some good stuff to uh, look forward to as we head into the final stretch of January. But thanks so much, as always, for joining us this week. Um, we always appreciate you listening. Just a quick reminder, again, that uh, you can subscribe to the Varsity uh, Podcast on anywhere, any uh, podcast streaming places you listen to us. 
Um, we always appreciate it. Give us a nice little review as well so other folks can uh, find us and make sure they um, also get to hear our great uh, analysis each and every week and some great um, storytelling as well. We always appreciate everybody's support and kind words. Uh, make sure you check out my stuff at thefridaynightdrive.com. We will have some more recruiting info coming out and a top 10 list uh, for um, uh, top players to look out for for the 2023 season. It's never too early to start looking forward to the football season. Um, so we'll get some of those lists out there as well. And as always, subscribe to the Record North Shore. Joe puts together a lot of great coverage, not only of sports, but um, a lot of stuff going on in the North Shore area um, especially with the governments and everything like that, and also some great restaurants and other stuff opening and closing. So make sure you're catching up with the record northshore.org and uh, donate and subscribe. Um, that's always appreciated as well. So for joining, I thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, uh, product of the record northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.